0: This is 3 and 5, on SLC Management Podcast. Hi, everybody. Thanks for dialing in to this episode of 3 and 5. I'm Steve Peacher, president at SLC Management. And I'm really excited today to have with me two people, Beth Lee, who's a senior director on our derivatives desk, and Laura Cronin, who's a managing director in our credit research group. And Beth and Laura, on their own initiative, started something really exciting at SLC Management a few years ago called Investor. And I want to talk about that today. Guys, thanks for joining. Thanks for having us. Thank you. So before we jump into investor and what you've started, I want to talk about the lay of the land in asset management when it comes to women in the workforce. You know, what do you guys see in terms of the challenges that women face in the asset management industry? Have things changed over the course of your career and and what opportunities do you see for women in this business today?
1: Thanks, Steve. So, as far as the lay of the land, we need more progress in the representation of women, and and I think the numbers speak to themselves. Um, so, to give you a couple of examples, in the U.S. Uh, of the total assets under management, which is about 69 trillion, only about 1.3% of those assets are managed by organizations led by women or people of color. So, 1.3%. U.S. female portfolio managers represent only about 15% of all portfolio managers. And that's actually uh, essentially unchanged since 2000. So while we've seen signs of progress in some areas, uh, much more needs to be done. As far as the challenges, I think much of it is centered around the lack of pipeline of young women seeking to enter the industry, particularly at the entry level. And then the challenges women face advancing to senior roles uh, in the industry. So for the pipeline challenge, I think we really need to improve the awareness of the financial roles available to young women, and we need to improve the perception of the industry. So the more we can expose young women to the opportunities this industry can provide and show them the strong culture that many firms do possess, the better our chances are to see more young women choose finance or investments for their career. And then the challenge of the lack of representation of women in senior leadership, I think, is in part based on often a lack of a combination of lack of mentorship, sponsorship, and or allyship. And all three of those are really so crucial to help women navigate as they advance their career. As far as how things have changed, um, you know, there has been meaningful improvement from when I entered the industry a handful of years ago. So, you know, the conversations have moved from having to justify why we need to focus on diversity to understanding the importance of diversity and putting initiatives into practice and embedding that into the culture. So companies are allocating more time and money into development programs and initiatives that are focused on advancing women. Talent acquisition processes are being reassessed. And there is a real willingness to have these challenging conversations.
0: You know, you guys teamed up a couple of years ago to start Investor. And what's the mission for Investor? What, are you, what were you trying to accomplish by starting this initiative?
2: So, Steve, the mission really hasn't changed since we began a few years ago, and and it's pretty simple in terms of just really helping advance women's professional development at SLC management, but also for asset management industry at large. So we're working in partnership with human resources, as well as other internal inclusion groups uh, to improve the inclusiveness and diversity at SLC management. What we're trying to accomplish, I'd say there's really probably two or three things. And number one is very basic, just increasing the gender representation across all levels uh, within the organization. Number two, helping women advance their careers by better navigating the organization. And then three, really trying to bring the spotlight on our talent acquisition process and our pipeline. So looking at things like where we're recruiting and who represents our management in the recruiting process. And so those are, those are probably three of the things that we are hoping to accomplish. We've made some progress on that. Looking forward to working towards that in the years to come too.
0: You know, I know firsthand that you've gotten a lot of traction with this internally and there's a lot of activity. What are some of the initiatives, some of the activities that you sponsored over the last couple of years and what's on the horizon?
1: So, we're really proud of. Both our previous and much of it is ongoing initiatives. So to give you some examples, we've launched an office hours program, which is an informal mentoring program. We've held and will continue to hold a panel sessions with SOC affiliates that were recently acquired. And then on the networking front, we've held speed networking sessions. We've hosted an external speaker and we've held book club events to help strengthen the networking skills of our members. What's on the horizon, so along with these ongoing initiatives that are coming out of our three committees, we're really excited to continue to enhance our relationship with Invest in Girls. So they're a U.S.-based community organization, and we established a relationship with them in late 2020. And since then, we've been helping to assist with their financial literacy program and help to increase awareness of financial roles within asset management. So we're really excited to continue that partnership with Invest in Girls throughout the end of this year and into next year with new programming that they'll be looking to offer. And and we hope that that results in building out a pipeline of young women entering the industry.
0: Well, thanks, Beth and Laura. This is a big topic, a big broad topic. And just to talk about investor, we could spend half an hour, certainly much more than five minutes, but you've given everybody a great summary. I have one more question unrelated to the workplace. You know, we're unfortunately not fully back in the office. I'm sure you look forward to seeing your colleagues. Is there something offbeat that you look forward to when you think about getting back to the office on uh, more of a full-time basis?
2: I think for me, it's probably uh, one of the things before working from home, I was actively participated in our CrossFit programs that we had on site. So as much as I enjoy working out in the basement um, and you know running around this neighborhood, I, I am looking forward to getting back into some of the CrossFit programs and being motivated by some of my colleagues, which I really enjoyed.
1: And for me, I'd say just being back on the trading desk. So. I really miss the energy and the camaraderie that comes from sitting on the desk. You know, obviously that is very much lost from working from home. So enjoying being back with my colleagues on the desk and continuing in in that banter that happened uh, pre-COVID and that's not happening now.
0: Well, Beth and Laura, we're really proud. I'm proud of what you've developed at SLC and thanks for taking a few minutes to talk about it. And thanks everybody for listening into this episode of three and five.